This is K-12 Tech Talk, episode 46. In this episode, we talk to MSISAC and CI Security, who are funded by the Department of Homeland Security. It gets real. It gets serious. Josh hogs the mic. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. With Chris, Josh, and Corey. The podcast by K-12 Techs. For K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios. This is K-12 Tech Talk, episode 46. Uh, gentlemen, how are you this evening? Chris and Corey, my name is Josh. What's up? How are you guys doing? I've been better. How Did you enjoy... Uh, we're still waiting on the hot tub in the green room. Um, did you enjoy... Jeremy dropped off a masseuse. Like, he hired a masseuse to come by tonight in the green room. I thought that was awfully generous of him. That's a lie. <sighs> okay. We had to pay for that? Um, Jeremy did drop us an email before the show and said, enjoy the masseuse, but also, uh, they are doing quotes and helping schools figure out how to, or if they should be spending ECF money. Uh, so if you, if you're looking at spending ECF money and, and addressing some unmet needs, I think that is a key phrase from the ECF paperwork, uh, give Jeremy and those guys at somethingcool.com an email and he can they can help you out chris what is their email address sales at somethingcool.com or you could email jeremy at somethingcool.com and i know jeremy has been in the e-rate game uh like for forever uh so he knows what he's talking about with e-rate i know that he can hook you guys up with ecf stuff if you have questions so yeah give jeremy a drop uh so anything going on recently gentlemen yeah, I had a Chromebook um, that was a student was walking home or to school, I don't know, on a train track. And then another student took the Chromebook. Chromebook may have been smashed by rocks. We don't know. We think it. We think the train got it. And I, I tweeted it out. The worst Chromebook damage... I've ever had, uh, like in, in in my life, uh, system board gone, screen gone. We managed to get the A key back, <laughs> the uh, touchpad, uh, our our SRO. So so interesting. Uh, the 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 kid had insurance, but insurance. If you don't recover the Chromebook, that would be lost or stolen, so then you pay half the cost. Oh. If you can recover the Chromebook, then it's covered under his first claim or whatever at no cost. So our SRO walked train tracks to find the Chromebook. Wow. And brought what I sent via a tweet back to my office, and he did have the serial number, the barcode piece. Wow. So That's no crazy. Charge. I did see the picture on Twitter, and if you're curious to see it, our Twitter account is at K12 Tech Talk Pod. Um, go, <laughs> go look it up. That is a pretty crazy picture. Um, it reminds me of a story we I at a pre privacy. Oh my goodness, 
had too much bourbon. Um, at a prior job, we handed a a laptop to a nurse, and I came into my desk one morning, and and the laptop was literally in two pieces, the lid separated from the bottom with a note handwritten that said it was like this when I got it. Like, okay, sure. Lies. So to plug it, we've got an interview with MSISAC coming up, uh, the federally funded organization along with CI Security that helps state and local governments, and K-12 is in that, um, deal with cyber information. So please hang on and listen to that interview. It's it's great information. Um, so it is the first week of October, and I'm still waiting on my Aruba access points. I have, I do have, good good note, I do have my Aruba Central licensing, although it really doesn't do much good without the access points, but I've been assured that Aruba will honor the license or will adjust the license to terminate once the access points arrive. So I'm eagerly awaiting the arrival of our access points still. I uh, I had a phone call with Provision Data Solutions this week, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast, uh, talking about E-Rate, talking about Aruba access points. Uh, basically, just to go ahead and get in line, place the order. Uh, the world is behind. And, I mean, go on as, as if it's going to happen. Because if you don't, someone else is going to get in line in front of right. you. Right, right. Yeah, and you don't want that to happen. So, yeah, we are um, starting to look at uh, E-rate stuff. I'm starting to wrap my head around E-rate stuff for next year. I'm hoping to do physical switching, so hopefully by that time uh, the, shor- the shortages will be wrapped up. Uh, I had to deal with a silly, not drama-filled, but a silly situation with with game streamers today. I finally got fed up with the situation and created a DMZ um, and I, I was totally shocked that I did this all right, got everything, all the VLANs tagged on the right ports the first try. And I also found out that the ubiquity nano beams that I have will pass tagged VLAN traffic across that nano beam bridge. I, I thought I was going to have to go in and configure the nano beams and say, hey, expect these tagged VLANs coming across the, the bridge. And I didn't. It all just worked. So I was super thrilled about that um what's you know, wrong with cory tonight i don't know he he seems rather subdued i think he's tired you know what else just works chris give you one guess what class link you know i'm talking to <laughs> Sweet Corey, what's going on with you what do you mean where are you at where do you want me to be i mean josh talks 99 percent of the time it's like it's like trying like you know it's like it's like trying to get between a gorilla and a banana it's like him and a microphone it's like you don't stick your hand in there <laughs> to just twin, keep your hand back twin turn turn tables and Do microphone you, is josh the gorilla or the banana I'm the banana oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> well depending on like how much Harry's got on his chest right now? He's definitely the gorilla. You know, put a shirt on, man. You've you've seen it, uh, Chris. You want to talk about ClassLink real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, ClassLink, check out ClassLink.com. Uh, ClassLink solves the problem of too many passwords and too many files scattered about. It's a one-click, single solution, uh, single sign-on solution that gives students access to everything they need 
anywhere with just one password. Uh, hashtag better than clever. Oh, kind of throwing it down there, are we? Like a Cadillac. Did yeah. they put that in there? That was on me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they might adopt that. You never know. Did I, I mean, kill that thing? Yeah, that was awesome. Anyway. So, uh, so I think this leads us to what we've been teasing. Corey, do you want to tell us about this interview we're about to hear? What interview? The one you were late for. The ISAC? Yes. We already did it. Oh my God. He's just being difficult. <laughs> I don't know. You want to you lead it in? Come on, Corey. Um, what are you, I don't know what to say. You'd be better at it. Let's see, Chris, do you want to lead this in? No. Okay, so upcoming, we had a really good conversation and interview with representatives from CISecurity.org. Uh, I think you should say I. What? I had a really good conversation. Oh, shut up. With CISecurity.org, MSISAC, they are funded by Homeland Security. They offer cybersecurity f- services to, what did she say, SLTT, state and local, local, tribal, I don't know what the other T was, more or less governments. And K-12 is a function or is a, it qualifies as one of those SLTTs. Uh, listen to the interview. I, it's a lot of really good information. State, local, tribal, and territorial. There you go. So, um, and at the end we offer, and we'll put these email addresses in the show notes or the description to email to get more information because like, like one of them said, this interview is kind of like drinking from a fire hose that we covered a lot of ground really quick with the information and services that they offer. So shoot them an email uh, and tell them you want more information. A lot of the services they offer are com- completely free and they're they're pretty cool. Like they're DNS kind of black hole service. So you guys have anything else to add about that interview that, that's coming up? I thought it was good. Thanks, Corey. So here we go. Have a listen with the interview. Thanks. All right, so we are super excited to have uh, Jamie, Michelle, and Nolan from MSISAC, CI Security, Department of Homeland Security. I'm not real sure how they identify because I'm sure certain organizations get more street cred than others. Sounds so, legit. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you roll into a bar and you say, hey, I'm from Homeland Security. You're going to get a little bit more attention than you would um, from CI Security. Um, so let's let's just take a couple quick minutes Introduce yourselves, and if one of you guys want to give us a, the quick elevator pitch about what your organization can offer. Sure. And I can take that. And uh, this is Jamie Ward. Um, I'm a uh, uh, cybersecurity account manager with um, the Center for Internet Security, um, CI, or better known as CIS. Uh, CIS is a 501c3 nonprofit cybersecurity uh, organization funded through what we call a cooperative agreement with the Department of Homeland Security. We maintain uh, the MSISAC, which is the Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center, and the Elections Infrastructure ISAC, um, which is responsible for election-specific cybersecurity support and resources. Both of those ISACs um, serve state, local, tribal, and territory governments. Another acronym for tonight, is SLTTs, 
you'll hear that a lot. Um, we like our acronyms and uh, we continue to, to use them across you know, uh, the space that, you know, that we support. Um, my, my role at CIS is uh, an evangelist to our services, our CIS services, which we'll get into um, later. I'm gonna pass it uh, to my colleague, Michelle, who um, I travel the uh, nation with, um, spreading the message and um, it's combined between both sides of uh, CIS, um, you'll get a full perspective by the end of this segment. Yeah, thank you very much, Jamie. And uh, yeah, we actually joked about it. There, We have enough acronyms to like fill up a bingo card. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, we'll probably throw out a bunch more tonight if, if uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to, to clear through in all the confusion. But yeah, I'm a, a, a senior account manager here on the MSI, MSI SAC side of the house. And um, what we deal with is uh, we deal with the free resources. Uh, so uh, we, we, again, would like to joke on it that uh, it's my favorite four letter F word, free. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're putting together, you know, we, we've been designated uh, back in the mid 2000s to be the prime cybersecurity resource for those SLTTs. Um, so, you know, think about uh, school districts. They probably make up the biggest portion of our membership, but um, it's not the only part of our membership. Uh, you know, we're dealing with towns and we're dealing with um, any kind of, uh, you know, critical infrastructure type agencies and so forth. So, so we've got a, a really robust platform because of that cooperative agreement that Jamie just mentioned. Um, and uh, because of that, we are able to provide these, uh, these no costs and on his side of the house for those members that are looking to, you know, maybe take on a little more, uh, you know, protection. Uh, maybe their budgets allow for it. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have some feed services as well. But uh, uh, again, it's a, a definitely a robust uh, a platform that we can offer at no cost. Cool. Nolan, do you have anything to add? Well, you know, Jamie and Michelle, they took all the good stuff. I will add that, uh, you know, uh, you know, Sorry, no. I, you know yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm used. It's okay. Um, you got to be quicker with these guys. Uh, but Michelle uh, and I, well, you know, team, are, from a team yeah. standpoint, um, it, it, Nolan's first name is Nolan. Michelle's last name is Nolan. And uh, I can tell you, I, I've never. Well, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> are you, are you guys related? <laughs> No, and you know what? Jamie just took my last anecdote, so let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I'll just go out and say that Michelle and I, you know, and we've traveled with Jamie, you know, we cover the Midwest. We're super happy to be doing so. Uh, since we've been at CIS, the Midwest has really been kind of, you know, we're getting a lot of attention in the Midwest. We're really happy about it. Uh, every day, Michelle and I come in and we're like, man, we have a lot of, uh, of people kind of uh, hitting us up for membership. So, uh, we're really happy about it. We had a great time with you guys in the Ozarks, and you know we're really happy to be here. So let's kick yeah. it off, huh? Yeah, and and it's worth noting. I know uh, this is all completely audio. It's worth noting um, all three of these guys. Jamie, Nolan, and Michelle are all wearing the Midwest Tech Talk T-shirt that they got uh, when they were at like the Ozarks at at the Midwest Tech Talk conference. And I assume you guys all had a blast, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I I was not in attendance. Yes, that is. Let's not start that over again. <laughs> they called us. You're like, come on out. We're gonna take good care of you. And then we get out there, and I'm like, uh, Josh here. Is Josh yeah. here? 
and Chris is like, um, wait a minute. He didn't tell you he's not coming. I'm like, no, <laughs> I had just gotten back from Colorado, but okay. Let's not, let's not rehash this again. Um, a big deal. And feelings were hurt. Oh, feelings were hurt. Here we go. And that, oh, thanks Chris guys. on the mic. He roasted you. Oh, I know. I know. I I'm fully aware. My email box was, was well aware of that. Um, <laughs> Hey, what's Corey, what are you doing? Excuse me. Are you taking? Oh, notes? you are here. I thought oh. your microphone was broken. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sitting here. Corey looks super nervous. No. Department no. of Homeland Security in the room. Yeah. yeah did, I mean, yeah. my taxes, my taxes aren't exactly in order. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Um, I'd, I'd like to start off just kind of covering what what my district is currently using from from you guys and i think michelle and jamie i think i spoke with you guys early on um when when we onboarded um i'm doing the cyber hygiene thing i'm doing the i I think it's called was website application service or screening uh where you guys i've given you a couple uh websites that we have actually our sys information systems um and you you kind of look at those things for ongoing vulnerabilities, uh, cyber hygiene and MDBR. And I, you, I, I have a question. Go ahead, Corey. The the website application scanning, which scanning. is what it's called. Thank you. How do you guys pronounce that? The acronym for it, you mean? Is it was, was or was? I, I believe you're referring to the DHS service that's uh, part of the cyber hygiene program, and I believe it's called WAS. There you go. Okay. All right. So I would, I would go WAS all, all the way, but that's just me. <laughs> so I've got a little success story with that. So that that scan has been going on on, like I said, two, two sites that, that we own. Um, Originally, it had identified, I believe, 25 vulnerabilities or issues that needed to be addressed. None of them were like super severe. They were all low and medium priority. Um, but along, but working with the developer of those applications, we've knocked that down to 12 over the last two months. And they are getting ready to release another update in November that will take that down to six. So they were... When I shared that the report that you guys give, and, and one of the deliverables in that service is a is a report of the vulnerabilities that are found and, and data that that is found. Um, they were ecstatic to see that they're like, "This is awesome. We can. This is actionable items that the developers can take a look at and, and do things with." So, from a from a client side success story thing, that's that's fantastic. Uh, that service alone has already reaped benefits for us. And then you doing that if I'm using the same right service, I'm I'm getting that benefit as well. Correct. Right. Just yeah. because you did the legwork to complain a bunch. We know that you complained a bunch. I do. Them. I do. <laughs> and normally this vendor does not like talking to me because I, I complain so much. Um another service that we're using is MDBR. You guys who wants to explain what MDBR is real quick? Sure, I could go for it. Um, yeah, so malicious domain blocking and reporting, is, it's one of our favorite services, so I'm going to try to keep it quick because I'll go on and on and on about it. But uh, we've been doing it for, oh, gee, I'd say a little less than two years. Uh, essentially what it does is it proactively blocks our members from connecting to malicious sites that are known to Akamai. So essentially our, our private partner, Akamai, uh, they have a list of malicious sites. They control 30% 
of the world's uh, DNS traffic in the world. So, you know, they have an idea of what's malicious out there. Right. And what they're going to do is they're going to make sure that if any of our members happen to click on one of those malicious sites, they run it up against their list and they block that connection before one is ever made. Um, so that's the malicious blocking part, the malicious domain blocking, the R, the reporting. Uh, you know, you will get a weekly report from us that will basically tell you what's been blocked, how often it's been blocked, and probably the best thing about it is if you have any questions about what's in that report, you get a hold of our SOC 24-7-365, and you know, they're going to drill down as far down as you guys need uh, to, to know what's going on. So if you have any questions, we're there right with you, and uh, you're, we're not going to stop until you're all satisfied and happy, feeling good about yourselves. Yeah. To tackle on that, you know, I uh, obviously um, work with our uh, stakeholder engagement team where Michelle and, and Nolan, you know, reside. Um, as I understand it, um, uh, folks, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it was initially launched as a service that was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is a nice little add-on service. And it's taken on a life of its own, as I understand it. I hear compliments I heard it today. Oh, they blocked 385 um, domains this past week, and, and people are really seeing that value. Well, I can tell you yeah. firsthand, I see it. Corey, you're using MDBR too, right? Yes, sir. Um, Chris, are you? No, and we're actually new members, so uh, that's one of the things that I did sign up. I got the information, and we just haven't made any settings changes. Uh, I'm getting with my network administrator on that. So and be fair, dumb it, Chris dumb it doesn't. Down for me. Oh. What? What now? What? <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say to be fair, Chris doesn't know how to change DNS. That's no, what I, that's true. the character I play. <laughs> dumb it down for we me. All I'm really doing, we'll I'm changing. Stuff. I'm changing DNS, right? Your forwarders, right? You're gonna point them at the Akame DNS servers. Like yeah. Right now we use Google's. Right. So you'll change that to Akame, right? That it's super easy. Mike Mike can handle that no problem. That was um, really for me. That was for the people. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Question. So <laughs> I'll just say I I use it and I I pulled up my report my the week the report from this week. Um, the it gives you fantastic details. Like we had two point eight million DNS requests and one thousand seven hundred and ninety seven of them were potential two potential malicious domains. Um, so less, and they go on to say less than one percent of the traffic, yada yada yada. Um, and guys from from CI Security, I have to say, and Corey can attest to this: when this report rolls out every week, there's about what would you say, Corey, eight to ten of us in Discord that that use this. Um, and we, as soon as this report hits, we all open it up and we compare numbers of okay, how many DNS queries did you guys have? Okay, how many malicious? And we kind of we kind of raz each other on who has the most malicious domain blocks and like, oh, you're no, you're you're a crap administrator. You you should get better control of your network. Um, <laughs> so it's it's kind of a competition. It's, so the schools in Missouri that are doing this that we talk to on a frequent basis, um, we kind of judge each other based on these numbers. So. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty. It is a really cool report, and it's an awesome service that these connections get blocked just by default. You know, it just it just sort of happens, and it's free. And it's free, right? So it this to me, this is one of those huge things that is an easy thing to do. There's zero cost to it, no very little barrier to it, and I've been running it. I know since before the start of the school year, I want to say towards the end of last school year, Mar- March April timeframe. 
And I can't say besides one small hiccup with Google that I've had a, a problem where I've had to contact SOC and say, hey, you guys are blocking a site that's actually legit. Um, Corey, didn't you contact SOC about the ID5sync.com entries? Uh, I did, and then something else, and the, the, the something else was false positives. So, and they got that rectified with, by the time the next scan, the next week had completed, those entries were gone. So, yeah, and that was about the same time as the Google, the Google hiccup, but it, yeah. it really wasn't a big deal. Um, so I yeah, I was going to say to the, the real talk for like my school to do with Microsoft updates. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. My school district, we had just moved to a new firewall. We have a Palo Alto firewall and we had actually purchased uh, a DNS service with it for it to do extra DNS stuff like, like this. So for one, it's a shame that we did that when we could have just signed up for this and it would have been free. But that's what we're unpacking too is, you know, this is another layer that you could add. So, okay, your firewall, it, it can do some DNS stuff, but okay, you can add this in as well, just, just the same. We need layers and layers and layers. Right. So, and Chris brings up an interesting point, these, these layers kind of like an onion kind of thing. What do you guys see as the current threats, current trends that school districts need to be aware of and what services do you guys offer to kind of mitigate those risks? Be it, you know, Albert, I know, Jamie, you, you're you're a, an evangelist for Albert. And I, I know of a school district in our area that's setting up Albert uh, as of a couple weeks ago. So it'll be curious to hear their experience with that. But but give me an idea. I know ransomware is this big threat everybody knows about. Um, but But tell us what you guys see on a day to day basis and what easy steps we can take to mitigate that stuff. So obviously, cybersecurity is in layers, and you know there's no um, silver bullet out there. You know, with regard to everything that you do on a daily basis, whether it be implement the CIS um, critical controls, which we author and, and is a part of our our um, cyber you know uh, best practices that we put out to the world, um, or you use our hardened images or our benchmarks, um, which we have white sheets and or other ways that um, you, you will um, you know, harden and, and improve your network. Uh, it, it, ransomware seems to be the biggest threat you know, in, in recent years and, and continues to, to take that top spot. Um, it, it's getting more complex. And, and as you're um, seeing and pick up a newspaper, um, it's, a, it's a very lucrative trade for nefarious folks. They, you, you see cities and, and uh, state and local governments, you know, held hostage uh, with their data and, and their networks. And, and you know, it, it's, it's something that needs to be, you know, a layered approach and, and, and planned to, to prevent and or reduce your risk. So um, the short answer would be um, implementing many of the free services that MSISEC offers, which Michelle and Nolan, you know, um, could go on uh, you know for at length um, to to describe and, and prioritize, but uh, on the um, services uh, CIS services side of things, um, a an Albert sensor um, would sit just at your perimeter of your network, just inside your firewall before NAT translation, hooked up to a span port or a mirror port right off that core switch, and it will be monitoring all inbound and up on traffic, using three sets of signature sources. Um, uh, one being commercial, um, such as um, emerging threats and repositories where shared signatures are loaded. Uh, the other being custom signatures that we receive um, from threat intelligence and create 
um, from our Security Operations Center. And lastly, our recently declassified um, IOCs or indicators of compromise we receive uh, from our federal partners at the Department of Homeland Security. Um, those signatures are not readily available, um, but they are loaded uh, along with others um, uh, twice a day to every Albert Center across the nation. Now, Albert has been a, a very um, a great uh, peace of mind for many um, institutions, whether they be elections or airports or seaports or K through 12 schools or even dog catcher offices in Florida. Um, Albert gives you, you know, the ability to have a fully managed monitored solution by our side. But the perimeter monitoring isn't enough. Um, you know, the, the days of, you know, having your firewall and your um, your uh, antivirus are over. I mean, we need, you know, complex layered solutions. And I'm excited to tell you, I'm uh, in the 12th hour of my day right now, um, after spending an entire day of briefings, um, discussing with um, our membership, the new uh, service called ESS. So our ESS, which is Endpoint Protection, uh, is now live and offered to um, our, our uh, general uh, membership across the U.S. Um, for a fee, of course, but uh, with CrowdStrike as our partner. CrowdStrike's ESS, it will literally give you the ability to detect um, at a endpoint level um, a, using next generation um, antivirus block um, known and unknown threats, and then obviously give you the controls uh, to have our SOC manage it and monitor it so that Corey can work on other things or, you know, go golfing or play. Corey work. <laughs> <laughs> so you, that, you guys don't know this, but Corey just uses consultants. Oh, outsources. Good for so, you. <laughs> good for you. So, uh, no, that that's really cool. That ESS feature to, to have folks that are dedicated in a SOC monitoring that next gen reporting, um, Chris, you use CrowdStrike, right? You just went to that. Carbon black. Oh, sorry, sorry, wrong one. I, I demoed CrowdStrike and it was great. CrowdStrike, not CloudStrike. <laughs> um, no, I know several schools that use it, and and they're one of those industry leaders that are kind of on that that cutting edge of things. So it's it's cool to see that that you guys are offering that that service. Um, and and quickly, Albert, the the fee structure for Albert is based on, is it bandwidth usage or bandwidth availability? Daily average utilization. Yeah. So uh, with that, a quick example is that you can get cheap fiber for, you know, um, for nothing sometimes. So for, we have municipalities that have a 10 gig pipe, but we don't, you know, bill or, or cost uh, recover based on that. We literally take Albert and break it down to the daily average utilization of traffic on your network. Okay. X amount of utilization equals X amount of alerts. That means you need 1.2 engineers and a half an analyst and, and, and so on. Right. So with that, um, you could you could have a 10 gig pipe with 800 megabyte utilization. So you just take a snapshot of your um, your utilization over time, and then you provide that to us. And, okay. And that's how we we cost it out. And from a mid tier, um, like 100 megabyte to one gig um, average, that's like 38 bucks a day. Um, for monitoring it's it's subsidized um, because of who we are and what we do um, and it allows a lot of municipalities with not large coffers or large budgets um some really robust protection and monitoring yeah that that's a cool feature too i really i like that idea of having again 
a, a dedicated SOC, as everybody knows, K-12, at least school districts our size, Chris, Corey, and I's size, I think I'm the, the larger of the districts, we don't have dedicated SOCs. You know, the, the, big, the big schools that have, you know, 14,000 kids, 25,000 kids, sure, they might have a dedicated security analyst on their staff, but it, it's far and few between. You know, we can't afford that, so it's, it's a, one of the hats that, that we wear. Um, so having that, that dedicated individual, that, that's awesome. So, Nolan and Michelle, what what would you say that if if a new member, say Chris, who joined in the last thirty days, what which one of your services of the of the free services should he turn on first? Is it MDBR that he starts with, or should he start with SciHi? What what should he start with, and why? Yeah, uh, great question. You know, just kind of. Piggybacking off of some of what Jamie talked about, um, again, just step back. You know, our our cyber threat intelligence team—they're—they're they're tracking a lot of ransomware groups right now, specifically targeting K through 12. Um, so, uh, you know, you start to think to yourself, okay, uh, what what can I do? What are the kind of the low hanging fruit type uh, services that I can implement? Yeah, there's there's Alberts out there. Um, there's ESS, which we, you know, which we hope a member, you know, membership can uh, can uh, utilize. But we understand that there's budgets out there and constraints um, that uh, sometimes don't allow that. So, so we on the kind of the free side of the house. Uh, I've said this before. Uh, free is my favorite uh, four-letter F word. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know we're looking at things like um, you know the IP and domain monitoring. Okay, very, very easy. Uh, it's a passive monitoring service where you basically send your public facing IPs uh, in your do- domains and your subdomains to us. And then our SOC is taking that information. They're cross checking it against their list. Uh, we're tr- cross checking it against um, any of the incidents that we're responding to. And if things come up on the list that we're, that we're cross checking on, then we're reaching out to you. Our SOC is reaching out to you. Um, which is tied to our cyber incident response team, our CERT. So if something is, um, you know, of of a breached nature, then we're there to help you immediately. Um, Malicious domain blocking and reporting. Again, another service that we talked about a little earlier that is very, very easy to implement. Um, Nothing that you have to put on your heart, you know, no hardware or software that you have to put on your network. You're just pointing your DNS forward to Akamai. Um, you know, I think about things like uh, the CIS controls. Uh, you know, this is something that uh, I think sometimes gets a little, a little overlooked. You know, these are these, you know, um, you know, clear actions and procedures that your organizations can implement to, um, you know, to strengthen your cybersecurity posture. And, you know, there used to be 20 um, CIS controls. Uh, now there, I think, is, there's 18. And, you know, implementing that, with the other measures that I just talked about, IP and domain monitoring, um, malicious domain blocking and reporting, you can actually, you know, protect your organization from like 80 to 90% of the threats that are out there. So, um, you know, it's definitely uh, a defense in depth type strategy that, uh, that you can get a lot of bang for your buck for um, with the services that we have. Awesome. Nolan, you have anything to add yeah. to that? I- yeah, I do actually. Uh, Michelle covered everything great, and if any of our listeners are, are are kind of hearing that and saying, you know, that's a lot of good stuff, you know, you know, kind of 
drinking out of a fire hose. What we offer, especially to our new members, Chris, you could take advantage of this if, if say, if you wanted to, getting on MDBR. What we do is we offer virtual service reviews. So we understand that, you know, a lot of our members just, they're one, you know, they're one gal, you know, staffs or one guy staffs. So what we do is we offer these 30-minute, you're in, you're out. We will tell you exactly where your account's at. We'll add anyone to your account, modify it at will, and we'll go through every one of our free services within 30 minutes. And we will give you instructions on how to sign up for every one of those. And we, if, if you'd like us to, we'll hold your hand along the way. We'll be there at your beck and call to make sure that you're, you're taking full advantage of the MSI site because that's exactly why we're here. It's, it's not to have one member with one service and this other member with two. Our goal is to have them all with everything that we have because, you know, the goal is to raise the cybersecurity posture of the nation, and we do that one FLTT at a time. There's another one of those acronyms for you. <laughs> State, local, tribal, and territorial, in case you're just now joining. Which which K-12 does. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Who had, the, who had SLTT <laughs> on their bingo sheet? Which K-12 does qualify as an SLTT. Um, yes, so... We, we really appreciate you guys spending your evening with us for the, the last 30 minutes. We, I have two quick um, comments, and one is from listener Kyle, I believe, who is on the East Coast. And I had mentioned before about the pen test feature that you guys, or the, the pen test option that you guys um, offer. And that is a cost-recovered service, right, Jamie? That you guys necessarily aren't making a buck off of this. You're just costing, you're just passing on or forwarding on the costs that are associated with that. So I was incorrect in saying that that was actually a quote unquote free service. Well, we're the cyber hygiene um, service that can be signed up for. Sometimes that gets confused. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but but that and that's understandable. Not a big deal. Okay, and then we we kind of have it a. It funny- is a big deal though because Josh told people one thing that was absolutely wrong. I I was wrong. It was the it was the one time this year. Okay, so there it is, right there. Um, and then a funny story from listener Bill, who. Um, he, he has signed up for, uh, cyber hygiene. I'm assuming the WAS service and MDBR, MDBR. He's got a bunch of services from you guys. He's one of the guys that we compare MDBR reports with. He, a couple weeks ago, he got a new firewall and he was watching logs and started seeing all these alerts that he was getting poked with like SQL injection lookups and stuff like that. So he got the IP address that it was originating from and he figured out it was an AWS service. So he filed a report with AWS like, hey, this IP from AWS is hitting me. They, you need to you know look into this, take them down, whatever. Well, AWS got back with him and said, hey, this this is actually like MSI SACT, Homeland Security. And Bill's like, oh, crap, I forgot I signed up for that. <laughs> <laughs> so he... he uh, Sorry, he's a personal service to Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, that, that was funny. So he, he just wanted to make sure that... that uh, by blocking that, because he ended up blocking the IP, the source IP from that, um, and he's since unblocked it, I believe. But he just wanted to make sure that by blocking that for a period of time, he's not going to hose himself. You guys are going to be able to next month. You'll be able to do the next round of of cyber hygiene, right? Yeah, I, yeah if there's anything that you know that there's an issue with, whether it's it, it's our our SOC um, doing the work or CISA Central. Um, which is, you know, DHS's SOC at, at the federal level, um, they, they could reach out via email to either SOC and, and they'll, get it, they'll get it rectified. Okay. Yeah. He, he had a good, we all had a good laugh about that. It's like, way to go, Bill. You're blocking, you, you asked for it and now you're blocking it. 
Um, so quickly, how can if, if somebody's listening um, to you guys, and, and we do not to brag, but we kind of have a far reach. Um, if if there's someone <laughs> listening from around the country, you know, all the way from California or upstate New York or down in Texas, what's the best way for a tech director at a school district to reach out to one of you three or find out who their local rep is to sign up or get more information about these services? Where should they go? Well, if they're from upstate New York, um, they can come to my office. Um, I'm actually (laughs) the mayor of Mayfield, New York. Oh, wow. I, I probably would know, you know, most of the folks in, in this region. It's not that populated of an area. But um, all kidding aside, um, you can email um, uh, our organization um, from uh, our services standpoint. It's services at cisecurity.org. Those are for um, penetration testing, phishing, vulnerability assessments, Elbert, MSS, ESS, uh, those subsidized uh, cost uh, fee-based services. And to Michelle... Um, they have a, a, a very simple uh, email for to reach uh, their entire yeah. year. Yeah, for, for our side of the house, uh, you know, I would suggest uh, just a couple of uh, uh, email addresses here. First of all, info at msisac.org. It is the, you know, the bat line right to our team. Uh, and uh, when any uh, potential member or even a member who has a question, uh, you know, uh, dials into info at msisac.org. It'll come right to us and then we'll respond right away. Uh, You know, we've got a a pretty robust uh, account management team across the country, uh, particularly in the central U.S. Uh, The Nolan and Nolan LLC is at your (laughs) service. (laughs) So, you know, everybody else has just got one account manager. You guys got two. If you you dial into a Nolan, you're you're bound to get uh, your account manager. So, So that's one of the first ones I'd suggest. The second, um, you know, stock at cisecurity.org, okay? Um, you know, with all of what we're telling you about, uh, we've got great resources, and hopefully it's improving security postures and, and taking risks down and so forth, but we recognize that it is potential uh, that you could have an incident. Uh, reach out to the stock, stock at cisecurity.org. Um, you know, they are manned 24-7, 365 days a year, even on New Year's, uh, I know they're not going to probably like it if you call in at two o'clock on New Year's, <laughs> but they will be there. You will get a live person. Um, and then, you know, just last but not least, for your listeners that aren't MSI SAC members, um, you know, you can go to our website, cisecurity.org. Um, you know, you look up MSI, the MSI SAC page, um, and there's just an easy registration link. We've done a lot over the years to streamline the process. For, uh, for registering, you basically answer a couple of questions. You're agreeing to our terms and conditions, which basically is just saying, hey, we're going to abide by your, uh, by your you know, traffic light protocols in terms of what you're, what you're uh, receiving in information and what you're sharing in information. So, um, so those are the three uh, you know, most important uh, you know, uh, numbers that I would, uh, that I would your, encourage your membership uh, jot down during this call. Yeah. I just I just want to stress one thing, gang. Um, it, it, it's not too good to be true. Uh, there's no gag. There's no gimmick. Yeah. I mean, Chris, we had conversations. You know, Chris was aware of us. But I met with Chris in person. He was surprised by how de- the depth of what our mission is. Um, we literally are, are a 501c3 
nonprofit funded by DHS and exist and get up and stay up late every day to protect state and local government from cyber attack. That's what we are here for. And our SOC has an in-house cyber incident response team. Um, you don't have to have Albert to use it. You don't have to have ESS to use it. You just need to be a member. Um, they'll, they'll assist you remotely for any incident. They'll scan a, a, a log or look at a log or, or scan a file. Um, so please, uh, this is your Cyber 911. It's federally funded. Um, and, and we literally are your mission-based organization for help. I think that's really important to note is, you know, you don't have to subscribe. You, it, as long as you sign up to be an MSISAC member, which is completely free, you go to the website, cisecurity.org, you go to the MSISAC membership area, you sign up for free, you're a K-12, you'll get vetted, you'll become a member. And if you have an issue, you say you get hit with ransomware or malware outbreak, you can email SOC at cisecurity.org and get a human to help you, you're not you're not waiting on contracts to be signed from a a response team that might charge you God knows what. You literally have the feds on your side, and and a SOC team available to you. I think that's that's extremely important that you that people know they don't have to pay to get to get that access. And I think that's extremely important. It's a huge service, um, and you know it it makes me feel better. Um, mm -hmm. So one more question. Yeah, Josh, but, I could just, yeah. Oh, oh, I was just going to, I uh, just wanted to add, it's October. I just wanted to add real quickly, if you go to our MSI SAC toolkit page, just in your search bar, MSI SAC toolkit page, you will see a link for the nationwide cybersecurity review. And I'm not going to go into it too much because we're running out of time, but that is uh, an opportunity for you to take a self-assessment for your organization that is free and it's going to compare your results to peers across the country. And that is going to help build a roadmap for, for you know, anyone who wants to know exactly where their strengths are and where their weaknesses are. Uh, you know, get some Mountain Dew, get a bag of Doritos and complete the NCSR. And, you know, you're going to be uh, much better off for doing that every year. And that was on the MSI SAC page where? If you search uh, MSI SAC toolkit page, um, you'll see it on, on there. And okay. it's the Nationwide Cybersecurity Review. Yeah, and that review that review isn't just a test or or homework. That review, as you do it, you can literally just take. You can Google CIS space NCSR. You will learn so much about your infrastructure by completing that. It almost as much if you were to hire a consultant to come in and ask you a Q and A about your infrastructure and organization. Nolan, you hit that right on the head. That's a good starting point for any organization in the government space to it'll it'll tell you all right well i'm a little weak here and i'm a little stronger here i need to put my resources here you know so awesome yeah and it is Cybersecurity awareness month i know each of us Corey, chris and i are both are all three uh doing things with our staff we're we just announced last friday that we're going to start making them do two-factor authentication for their email um, so I'm a super popular guy in our district right now. <laughs> Corey, Corey did it years ago. So Corey's way ahead of the curve on that. So he's, he's got us, Chris and I both beat on that one. Um, I do have one more question, you know, coming into this tonight. Um, I'm not sure if you listened to any episodes of the podcast or any of our ransomware interviews that we've done with schools that have been hit by ransomware, but be honest now, did you do a background check on any of the three of us before you came on? No comment. <laughs> All right. I think we know what that means. I think Corey. we know what that 
Well, Corey admitted his taxes aren't in line, so you know who he's getting a phone call from tomorrow. All right, well, guys, we we really appreciate your time tonight. Um, we appreciate the time that you spent with uh, Midwest Tech Talk at the lake this summer, and and kind of spreading the word and and talking about your services. I hope that this episode drums up some more uh, membership for you guys. I hope that you saw a membership increase, at least from the state of Missouri, this summer after the conference. Um, so I, I hope I hope that you see a, a similar increase or some some traction. Uh, after this episode drops, hopefully later tonight, if I get it edited. So uh, we appreciate it. Any closing thoughts? Yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll be back in Missouri. Uh, we'll be at the Mornet Conference. Oh, cool. Uh, on, uh, I think it's October 21st. I believe we speak on the 21st, which is the Thursday. So, Down in um, good old Branson. That's, that's right. We're very excited to get back. So um, so please, if you're at in that area, um, you know, check us out. Uh, and if you're not, please reach out to us. We're here for you. And uh, uh, again, just thanks for having us on. Yeah, Chris might be reaching out to you about another uh, another conference opportunity later in March. Fantastic. So uh, yeah, right. look for an email. Ooh, from, what a tease! That was a good tease. Yeah, so uh, a little <laughs> a little top secret hint there. So guys, we really appreciate your next time. Yeah, we really appreciate your time tonight. Uh, like I said earlier, if you want to drop, that's totally fine. If you want to stay on and listen to the dis- dysfunction of this show, you're more than welcome to. But but we appreciate you joining tonight. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you again soon. All right. It. See ya. Once again, we would like to thank MS ISAC for that great interview and all of that good information. Uh, we would like to thank Josh for leading that interview and including Chris and I every now and then. Um, again, in the interview, you could hear lots of uh, contact info. You should reach out to them. Me and Josh are current customers, is cus- I guess customer I believe users. it's Josh and I, but go ahead. Josh and I. Uh, there we go again. Josh and I. Josh got to be first. Uh, Chris will be a customer once he figures out how to, uh, change DNS forwarders. I've already signed up. Did you even participate in what we just did? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. (laughs) I reached in for a banana and my hand got bit off. (laughs) Thanks for, uh, yes, Chris. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, wait. (laughs) <laughs> thanks thanks for that beautiful wrap up Corey. uh it was a good interview um i guess that's it thanks for li- listening that was episode 46 bye-bye